Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome to Hooked, the podcast where we give you all of the plot hooks that you will ever need in any of your role-playing tabletop games. I'm your host, Ainsley Weber, here with trusty co-hosts... Sebastian playing James. Incorrect. What is your name? <laughs> My name's Tully Grimley. Yeah. I'm glad that you obey rules. Congratulations. Uh, and... Delicious word sandwiches, favourite host, old Maddie. Also its least favourite host. Also its least favourite. And the host that they're quite, it's quite indifferent to as well. Mm. Mm-hmm. I'm its only host. Please listen. And once again, <laughs> special guest. Uh, Jack, hello. It's me again. Thanks for having me back. You're welcome, Jack. Thank you for taking us seriously. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a challenge. Let's not go too far, shall we? <laughs> okay, well, we have met everyone before, including Jack, but I think that Tully has a getting-to-know-you question for us all. Oh, it's in his eyes. Yes, it's in my eyes. What has been your favourite abuse of the rules of any tabletop game? Favourite abuse? Yes, where technically the rules say you can do this. Okay, the spell catapult. Oh, oh my god. It's worded yeah. incredibly ambiguously. <laughs> Fantastic. Which rules as written, if you just read it, say that it will do 3d8 damage, and the only thing that changes on a saving throw or not, saving throw success or not, is whether or not the object that you catapult at them stops and is at their feet or <laughs> continues going past them. Oh, I love so that. So it's a level so one. Much. That's horrific. That is, so does good. more damage than a magic missile. God <laughs> damn it. It has since been eroded out uh, that it does, in fact, do no damage on a, on a save. Yeah, I believe my PHB, because I'm a late adopter, I believe mine has that catapult printed yes. in a new way. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just awkward wording Like knowing how it's meant to go And rereading You're like okay I guess that Does make sense But for over a year I had two players that were just like Okay catapult It's like I've got <laughs> going to keep a bunch of rocks with me. It's like, gonna yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I used to get like our ball bearings in like your burglar pack or whatever. It's like catapult, catapult, catapult. Oh, well, that <laughs> so was good. that was my go-to move that's in the so game good. that we played together. Man. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Bronwyn would just catapult a bag of ball bearings at people <laughs> and if it hit them, then they would just have to deal with the ball, ball bearings. bearings. Well. Oh, Bronwyn. <laughs> um, I've never really kind of like... I don't really consider when I just read the rules and I use it to great effect, like, abuse of the rules kind of thing. Like, I think my favourite thing is the spell Dimension Door has such a ridiculous range. Like, mm, you a go thousand so feet. Wait, what? A, a, yeah. A thousand I thought it was feet. 500 feet. It's 500 oh, it's five, feet. Yeah, sorry, yeah. It's 500. That's still a very... It's so yes. far. Without being able to see it, you just go anyway. So, it, yeah, I've done... I've, 
put myself in some particularly ridiculous situations using dimension door. <laughs> yeah. But my favourite kind of thing about that rule and just its stupid range is that no matter where I am, as long as I have this dimension door in my back pocket, I just have like no... My, my character just has no concept of stakes because he just assumes he can get out of any situation. <laughs> <laughs> I did see a fun abuse of it, which was... Because uh, you can take a willing creature, right? Yeah, one, yeah, one yeah. willing creature. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Was for somebody that trusts you, if you need to get rid of them, a quick smart... Is oh, to God. dimension door five hundred feet up with your out al- with oh. whoever this is, and then just dimension door back down on your own. <laughs> Look, I yeah, I've I've DM'd players who their go to move was like, mm, I've got one hit point left, so uh, let's just teleport five hundred feet into the air above the bad guy and just see how much fall damage I do to yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's like kamikaze move. Yeah, like the WWE of the Dungeons and Dragons. But um, I think what my favorite kind of dimension door, but kind of adventure was, was like we were trying, we were tasked with protecting this person. They were kidnapped by trees, and these trees are passing. You were DMing this saying, and the trees are passing them our, our poor escort away. And we're like, we got to get them back. And my character was like, don't you worry, I'll dimension door on top of them, catch them as they're being passed away, and then we'll get back. And this failed because I missed. And then after, <laughs> and after, so I'm also being carried away by the trees now. And after the fact, so it was revealed that my character had fly, but he just really wanted to do the oh, dimension door catch. Use <laughs> fly, fly, you idiot! I have no memory of that. That was when I was um the JFK parody. I uh, my gift is democracy, fave oh, queen. Jesus Christ! Oh man. <laughs> Uh, I don't think mine is like particularly like rules finicky, but I think my DM just did not understand what he had done when he when he planned this game. Oh no! He he said, "Guys, we're gonna have a, a whole group party battle royale where you all fight each other," and he's leveling us all up to twenty. And I was playing a druid, and I don't know if you guys know, but. When you hit, I think it's 20 or 19, you get unlimited wild shapes, mm. just which is it. unlimited <laughs> hit points. Yeah. So it, even if all of them ganged up on me, I just still won. You can't beat me. I win the game. We don't even have to fight. I'm a whale. Yeah, the only way you can possibly <laughs> do that is with immense carry-on damage. Yeah, crush yeah. all of you. Yeah. The the Onion Druid is is, is an amazing is an amazing uh, kind of cap. Like the only and but then you know monks get the only save or die. Yeah, I love that. Though. So I so it's like a monk could take you out, technically. Technically, but, <laughs> I, but I think the druids just got so many so much utility as well. They could yeah, they absolutely could, they could dance around monks any day. If, if, yeah. you, if you know your animals, if you know mm. your beasts, you can. Yeah, a, an onion druid is is virtually unstoppable. Mm. What about you, Tommy? Uh, well, I was just talking about um, one that hypothetically I want to do, which is. Uh, uh, a rogue. Now, um, rogues can get sneak attack damage in 5e whenever they have advantage because they apparently uh, take advantage of their opponent's distraction. And if you're a barbarian and you leave yourself open to attack uh, using... It wasn't a frenzy, it was reckless. a reckless, reckless, reckless attack. attack. If they use a reckless attack, they give the, their opponent advantage on attacks against them, but they get advantage on that, that attack. So you can just do automatic sneak attack damage just by... <laughs> Being reckless, genius. Yeah, exactly. Um, which I I think 
could theoretically work out quite balanced. How terrifying would that be, though, to be on the receiving end of that? Of a frenzied rogue? Like a frenzied (laughs) barbarian rogue who just does way more damage than you're expecting. Yeah, well, that's... I mean, at higher levels, that can go up to... I think it goes up to, like, 66. Jesus Christ. um, For sneak attack. Yeah, ridiculous. And if you crit, too. Yeah. Oh, jeez. So I I was telling you of a character that I had played because I Mm. did a totally random character and ended up with an elf barbarian with terrible strength. Um, And so to counteract that, after I took Rogue, I managed to get a, a flame tongue sword. So that was the 2d6 and so it's just yeah when when i crit which i, I have the unfortunate um ability to seem to do it will oh, no. um it was <laughs> it was a lot of dice i've so for those of you have who have not seen zane has this giant glass of uh of die i do um of dice <laughs> and i'm just assuming that zane knows exactly which ones are most likely to crit and chooses them the ones that I roll are the most likely to crit. Yeah. Okay. Like you're, you're, you're the very <laughs> we, touch of God rubs <laughs> off onto these dice. At the table, we often, like, you know, demand him to change dice. I'll <laughs> <laughs> like, change as many times as you want. But, it, but yeah. it's, not, it's not just the dice that I roll. It's also the dice that are rolled against me. Just things mm, work they, out for you. Yeah. So I, I, have, I have a talent with, with dice and playing cards. So you can't even like insist that they're loaded dice or anything because it's you, you as well. <laughs> oh God. Uh, anyway, so let's get into the episode proper. So what we do here is we bring you three plot hooks based on a random Magic the Gathering card and a random word uh, inspiration, and we do that in the manner of a <coughs> in the manner of a magic trick. We start out with a pledge, which is the basic seed of the idea. Then we go on to the turn, which is fleshing out that idea a little bit more, bit of history, bit of description. And then finally, the prestige, which is how we include that idea into the game and include your players. So the card that we are taking inspiration from this week is called Worldfire. Does anyone want to describe what that card looks like? Uh, If I may? Yes, yeah, please yeah. do. So You're we, the man of words. Oh, oh, thank you very much. <laughs> I'd like to think so. Perhaps one day I will be paid. Please. That never Perhaps happens. one day you'll post an episode. Oof. <laughs> 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 and it cuts like a knife. Um, <laughs> so, in this image of Worldfire, we have a very ashen kind of earth in the foreground with a wide standing kind of figure. I would say quite wizardly looking yeah, yeah. and before him it looks like whether it's background or sky it's like a fiery rift in this in this great maelstrom kind of spiral and it's just a world it looks like the world is being literally engulfed in this fire that it almost it seems like he is creating would I be correct? Either he's creating or he's trying to just fend off he's trying to stop himself. it yeah, yeah, yeah so everything is on fire and except him and there's a strange kind of fiery halo directly above him, which I don't know what that could be. If it's a shield, if it's a catalyst to do the world fire, or if it's a portal, who knows? I guess we're about to discover that in our little hooks. And yeah. So just for the effect of this card, it costs nine mana to cast. Yeah. And it exiles all permanents 
exiles all cards from all hands and graveyards, and each player's life total becomes one. So, mm-hmm. so this is the kind of when you know you're going to lose, you bust this 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 guy out. Yeah, for, this is for the fifty fifty chance. This is yeah. scorched earth. And, <laughs> yeah. and with this in mind, you'll notice that in the foreground there are fallen swords and Ooh, fallen yeah. bodies and armor. Yeah. So this battlefield has been cleared, yeah. and <laughs> the world the world beyond this fire appears to. To awesome. not exist. Yeah. yeah. There's just yeah. nothing beyond this. It's like, all I could say is it's some sort of hole, a vague <laughs> rift. <laughs> and the word is provoke. So, who would like to go first with their pledge? I guess I will. Matthew. Yeah. Yes. Love it. All right. So, uh, I'm diving straight in. So, forgive any uh, meanderings and a babble. Babble, you could say. Why are you babbling when you could be diving <laughs> Babble in? Babble on, dear Matthew. All right, here we go. We're going to dive on in. So you walk into... I got him. He laughed at one of my puns. <laughs> no, I shook my head and grimaced at one of your puns. That's a laugh. What are you I'll talking about? <laughs> Reactions are good. That's, that's progress. Usually it's just stonewall contempt. Um, so <laughs> old Maddie has found... Being the practical historian, the passionate literary and historical nerd you could say that he is, he strolled into a battlefield. It is empty. Swords are everywhere, fallen armor. Who knows when this battle happens? Old Matthew certainly doesn't. And in the in the field, in this battlefield, there is a figure. Now, old Maddie, like any party, would go up and talk to him. He has three riddles. Upon answering all three. Of surprisingly ease, of surprising ease. If answering all three, he scowls, and I'm going to end it there. Okay. So, what are you making here? What are, what are you pledging here? Oh, yes, I am making a magic item. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you found someone. Yep. You've answered some riddles. Yes, and um, he scowls and he hands you box of tools. I wasn't asking for explanation. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to clarify what we're dealing with here. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. All right. Well, who who shall we go to next? Uh, I'll I'll give it a shot next. I haven't fully fleshed out my idea, but you know yeah, that's, that's what you guys are seed. for. Yeah. It's so totally... the seed of the idea is uh, yeah, so I got adventure, and I'm thinking like this is a this is you can't look at this picture and not and have it be a small adventure. This is cataclysmic. This mm-hmm. is huge. This is doomsday so running with that doomsday theme i like the idea of uh there there is coming a time of the great is the word conflagration 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 yeah Yeah, there's gonna be the world's gonna end in fire basically and maybe there's one crazy hobo guy who uh who knows about it and uh no one no one believes him but he's on the streets and he's He's going to let everyone He's know that it's going to happen. blocking bridges and locking himself to gates. Okay, yeah, so yeah. what you have is a doomsayer <laughs> yes. wandering around saying the world will end in fire. Yeah. Why is no one listening yeah, to yeah. me? Yeah, yeah, he's like... Can't uh, relate. Can't Please, relate. someone <laughs> listen to me! Okay, okay, timely. Timely, yeah, t- yeah. timely topic. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, well, let's uh, let's go on to Tully. Fantastic. So I'm, uh, I'm looking at a big bad. Oof. Yes, lots of fun. How, to... how bad? Well, very, very bad. Like, like real bad. Misunderstood, but doesn't, real bad. Doesn't pay his taxes. Bad. Oh, oh, worse, worse than that. And that's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. Yeah. Doesn't pay his tradesmen. Bad. Yeah, it doesn't pay tradesmen or artists. No. Oh my god, <laughs> that's the worst kind of bad. <laughs> okay, so you're making a big bad. 
Yes, making a big bad. So, there's rumours of a, a series of caverns that's scorching hot that all you can hear upon entering is screaming. Just one person screaming uh, out in pain as if they are constantly experiencing the most, most horrendous punishments you could uh, give to a mere mortal. And if you choose to, to accept, you would explore these caves and try and find the source, try and find this poor soul who is being tortured. And you find what seems to be a very humble and almost racked by, uh, by madness man with flaming cuffs locked in place. Okay. That is, that is a great image. So screaming man, flaming cuffs, screaming. Yes. And screaming. And screaming. And screaming. And did I mention there's some screaming? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> did, did anyone ask him if he was okay? I couldn't tell. I actually, I can, I can take these off at any point. I just, no, he's I just, just really, yeah. just here for a laugh, mate. No, really. It's great. Just waiting for a mate. <laughs> okay, well, let, let's go back to the start. Let's, there you go. Let's All right, back, 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 to back to old Matty. All right, so he's pretty much, you've, You've answered his riddles. He thought they were a lot cleverer than, than, than they were. <laughs> so you've provoked him. Ah, 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 ah. So he's like, all right, if you're so smart, figure this one out. And he turns around and he summons and this battlefield is looking over a great, instead of like a sky, it's actually like a great gorge of like barren, more barren wasteland that's like down a shelf. And he creates a flaming sea. It is a maelstrom, as we see in the picture, just like the spiraling kind of. Uh, do we do? Do we all know what a maelstrom is? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a yeah, whirlpool. So, oh yeah, it's a oh yeah, a flaming whirlpool. Yeah. And you open the box, and I'm guessing you. Everyone's got a magic person in the party. You can de- you detect if you detect it that these tools are magical, and all of the armor in the battlefield. And the swords and all of it—it it starts to melt into raw material. Should, right. I, should I leave the turn there, or what are you making again? I'm making a magic item, and I've got the back of the card, and I'm turning it also into a dungeon. And then <laughs> you realize okay. you can do just one thing. <laughs> Never. <laughs> okay. So you're making a magic item. Yeah. <clears throat> and so, is it the tools that are the magical item? The so the I'll do, shall I re- to reveal it now? Well, I firstly, firstly. Yeah, we need a name. Okay, uh, the either of the person or of the item, I guess. All, all right. Well, the, <laughs> spoiler alert <laughs> for my super epic arc of a magical item. I can't wait. It's the ship. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. For, en- for many, uh, any occasions. For ship from any occasion. Or the, some ship, the ship from, from any, any occasion? For, for any occasion. Yeah. Makes more sense. And, um, um, yeah. Okay, so you've met this guy. You've answered his riddles and he's like, they were really hard, so shut up. Yeah, And yeah. then he's lit a gorge on fire. Yeah, he's created this, like, it's like liquid. It's liquid fire, kind of. Like it's a whirlpool yeah. of flame. And... 
you realize to take magic that these tools have fabricated them and now you're surrounded by raw material that is not any ordinary metal okay mm-hmm. all right uh okay so well let's let's go back on to jack uh okay so uh hmm let's go let's go with a uh, a small reveal i think he's this crazy guy who i'm gonna call melvin let's give him let's give him kind of like a your like doomsaver is Malvin. Yeah, yeah. Kind yeah. of a, like an old man wizardy name because he is an old man wizard. In fact, he is a divination wizard and something he saw broke him uh, and he knows this is coming and he's 100% correct. But what he doesn't know is that he's the one causing it. Um, right. In, in a kind of butterfly effect style, by prophesying the end of the world in a great fire thing, he's go- going to be indirectly causing it. I think. I think that would yeah, be... Yeah, no, well, absolutely. If he starts out as a doomsayer, so, like, mm. he, and your party kind of runs into him, yeah, yeah. like, at the very start of, of their journey, and then when they come back to where they were from, maybe he's still a doomsayer, but there is a cult built up yeah, around I the think, doom that he's I think saying. He, I think he's like, you know, we gotta we got to take all fiery magical items away from everyone, and we got to yeah. stockpile them away, and who knows what, what that's going to do. Yeah, you put them next to each other. Of, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So, so we have we have Malvin the the something uh, the Malvin the portentous. <laughs> <laughs> I I almost want to call him a cult leader, but he's not yet. He See, will be. I, I I don't think he's a leader. See, I no, I, rec- no, I think Malvin is the is the like the, he is broken, mm. and so this cult has kind of built up around him, and they treat him kind of like as an oracle. Yeah, that yeah. like they they listen to what he's saying, but they interpret it. They've they've got in to a interpret different it. Way. Yeah, yeah, that's a great that's a great antagonist. Uh, yeah, like group to put into because then like you could try and save Malvin mm. by removing him from the cult yeah. Uh, or, or yeah there's a whole bunch of different yeah. like hooks that you can take from that situation so instead of life of Brian we've got life of Malvin <laughs> <laughs> or just like the oracles of Delphi naughty boy. <laughs> <laughs> or the, the oracles of Delphi that were like kind of sacrificed to this life of yeah. being poisoned oh, yeah. um, and hallucinating <laughs> check out um, our libraries episode no our divination divination episode, episode Dungeon of um, Dungeon Deep Dive for a little more on that uh, well okay so back Beautiful. to your big bad in, in screaming agony so um, should you manage to remove these these manacles um, you get to meet this this person who goes by Peleus Flintstep Peleus Flintstep Yes, sounds like a dwarven name. I yes, love, I love it, the name though. Hmm, uh, well, I, it's I I think it is a dwarven name. That's what I'm going to go with. Um, so Peleus Flintstep, who is very eager to get out of this place. Um, well, he's been trapped. He's been trapped, for trapped here for yeah. longer than they can remember. And so Peleus offers to uh, to take us all out. And so with what seems to be a a skip and a step. A ring of flame appears, and through they go, and presumably you follow into a forest, where you appear unharmed. The forest, however, has definitely been scorched <laughs> by this travel. Elias seems happy enough to continue on, and uh, offers you the next leg of the journey, and step away. So, in have you ever played through Minds of Fendalva? No, I haven't. Only the only the beginning. <laughs> so in that. In that adventure, there is kind of there's this this area that the dwarves are trying to defend, where they can make 
magical items. Um, and in a very famous podcast, The Adventure Zone... Uh, <laughs> I've, I've heard of it. <laughs> You've yes. heard of it. Um, that plays out in a way that it is some sort of ultimate uh, fiery hammer that the bad guy gets and uses and everything is destroyed by this uncontrollable fiery thing. Uh, what I like about you is that he's just like, he has total control over it. <laughs> yeah. So the switch is going to come at some point. That's what I'm, I'm waiting for in yours. <laughs> so uh, I think that's the really good thing about your big bad is you're, he's like, oh, yeah, that was really painful. Thank you. Here's some just um, off-the-cuff magic that is amazing and you've never seen anything like it before. Let's just keep walking through the forest. You know? it's not <laughs> yeah, <wrong>. exactly. He's <laughs> like scorching the forest by transporting there, right? Exactly. It's I'm like he, he's in... He's, actually causing a lot of damage. This is, this is something that I've kind of... A spiritual sequel to thun, the spell Thunderstep. I'm imagining this is more like a dimension door with a ring of fire. Oh, that's cool. Oh, yeah, or well maybe he's like true pyromancer style. He can cast mm. any spell, but any spell that he casts is comes fiery. With, comes yeah, exactly. from fire. Okay, yeah. Okay. yeah, But this is, the, this is where the name Flintstep comes from. Of is course. This, uh, of course. Is this fiery uh, transport. Okay, well that, that's a that's a great that's a great um, turn. Well, let's go back to Matt for Fantastic. the for the uh, prestige. All right. So looking on this uh, box of tools, uh, once again, there's a riddle engraved on the inside of the lid, and it's like solve this, solve, idiots. Solve this one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, once again, it's quite easy, and it becomes clear that these these tools can um, ha- have fabricate in them, but all they can, the only thing they can fabricate are ships. It's just like it's a shipbuilding kit. So you, if um, hopefully in time, your party members realize, okay, we can build a ship with these tools. That's your, ma- um, and then um, you build like a, from the raw metal of the melted weapons and the melted armor, you can build like an Onyxian flame resistant ship and you can sail it into the flame whirlpool. And then that becomes our dungeon. And then as our adventurers kind of solve each level of this kind of, Maelstrom dungeon mm. um, there are tiers of it so you go through the fire bit and so there'll be like a, an infernal crew of demons who board your ship and it's very swashbuckling then the of course we can't have Matthew Guest without swashbuckling, swashbuckling. of course it's like the best. <laughs> the, uh, er, er, Errol Flynn's there for some reason because <laughs> we all know he's in hell <laughs> and um, he, ta- he takes the set and then um, as you go through the flame kind of sea it turns into an air sea, so it's all gushing air, and you've got to change the ship really quickly to one that can kind of f- sail through air. Okay, so mm. so the your hook is these tools that basically allow you to create. Mm. Maybe maybe they're, it's a specific kind of fabricate, so you have to make a vessel, and you have to kind of like adapt that vessel on the fly. Exactly. Um, because yeah, I think I think that's a really interesting way to do it because that's a great resource that isn't just kind of like okay, you have a flying ship. It's like no, you have a flying ship, but now you're going into a place where that flying ship doesn't work. How are you going to fix it? Yeah, yeah. exactly. So it's like okay, what do we have on the flame ship yeah. that can <laughs> survive? And it's like okay, we can turn the sails into the ship itself, and then you're in like a little dinghy that's floating in the air. Yeah, then you go to strikes me as a. A shipbuilder's kit designed for the the planes of the elements. Yeah, so it's like the elemental shipbuilders. Yeah, kit. <laughs> the, pla- the yeah. planeswalkers like yeah, a, a, the planeswalkers yeah, shipbuilders yeah. kit. 
Yeah. Uh, that, yeah. Well, I think we got a, a new name. <laughs> you don't want to leave home without your kit. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, I like the idea that the dungeon ends on the sea and yeah. everything's calm and you have this box and it's yours now because you survived the dungeon. Mm. And the ship disappears and you start sinking. <laughs> <laughs> That's when the real adventure it starts. All <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. So what did we end up calling it? What would he... The uh, Elemental Shipbuilder's Kit. Elemental Shipbuilder's Kit. Mm. Okay, back to Jack. So we have uh, your we have this cult built up around your doomsayer. Mm. Um, how how do you imagine including the players in on this? Is he telling the truth and do the players know that? Or is he inciting the players to bring about <laughs> Oh, almost certainly the 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 second one there. It's it, every it's like uh, everything this guy does through just because he's maybe a little bit broken, indirectly will cause will cause the end of the world. Yeah. Uh, so the players, if they find that out, have to decide like, do we have to kill him? Do we have to kill this old man? Can, can we not just you know lock him away where he's no trouble or anything? Like. You, you, the players don't know what damage this guy will cause unless they themselves can see into the future as well. Yeah. So maybe, you know, maybe if they, they cotton onto that, they could... Like, there's, I think there's a lot of ways you can go with this kind of hook. You can either... Ha- the players might try and save this old man and they, you know, research ways of fixing a person and restoration, maybe visit a, a place of healing. Uh, or you So could... I, I think in this one, the interesting thing is... It's the Terminator. It's the, it's the Terminator philosophy. Is the future set or mm. can you change it? Yeah, um, yeah. Because if the future is set, then I think the the idea of your players somehow knowing that this catastrophe is happening and trying to fix it and therefore bringing about the end, or <laughs> if the future <laughs> isn't set and they know that this... It's a possibility. That, I, well, yeah. that this guy because he thinks that it is set is bringing it about I like the idea that maybe it's not definitely going to happen but it will happen unless the party you know does something Something, yeah yeah yeah. Mm. cool and what did we end up Malvin Uh, what did I call this Uh, I'm going to go yeah let's go with uh, um... Malvin the doomsayer (laughs) yeah let's let's go with that (laughs) Malvin the doomsayer Mm. okay so Tully Beautiful. So uh, we've cut back to the party and Peleus Flintstep. And um, as you as you talk and as you travel, um, Peleus seems increasingly agitated and wanting to, to s- stretch their metaphor- metaphorical legs um, to explore, to use these abilities that they haven't been able to use for, well, for as long as they've been locked up. And... Let's let's you just got a s- cut. Fire will fix it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Fire fixes everything. Fire will fix that. Um, and wants to move around and get places and do things, and is leaving more and more scorched earth in the process. And clearly, your your players will be upset about this. They'll maybe suggest very calmly if they're diplomatic, or maybe a little more aggressively if they're not. Um, that maybe we should just cool it on the fire magic for a second because people could get hurt and things are already on fire. <laughs> but as as somebody who has been imprisoned for this this fire magic before, the more they are 
confronted, the more they're provoked about what they're doing, the more aggressive they become and the more insistent they are that they're using this. They have a gift and they are doing it. I definitely think that they should have the trauma of being restricted. Mm. Um, it keeps coming back to that, I think, and make that yes. <clears throat> ground this big bad in the way that they were treated by the people who exactly. captured them in the first place. Mm. So they keep saying, keep referring to the players as like, that is exactly what those people said. You can't be trusted. Yeah. And and then turning them into the big bad that and way. This is where the moment, the moment that anyone decides to try and hold them, to try and restrict them, to try and imprison them in any way, shape or form, they, they snap. This is mm. historically what has happened to them. And this great wreath of fire appears appears around them, scorching everything, everything nearby, and they disappear. And off in the horizon, you can hear more and more of these wildfires start. Just along the horizon, just just these just a trail of mushroom clouds. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like someone's either sending a lot of smoke signals, or you, you pull out your spyglass, you look at it, it's like, yep, hope is lost. Yeah. <laughs> just as he's stepping from place to place, and they explode. So, are um, the beacons lit? Nope, they, they are now. <laughs> Not intentionally. I like I like kind of diving into who did that to him as well, because that's something mm. we didn't really touch on, but it's. Who who worked out his powers? Why did they lock him up? Why did they just leave him in a cave where the guards? Why didn't they just kill him? Yeah, if they yeah. were doing so yeah. much. Does he does he embody fire? Because that kind of feels like how he's acting when he when he is like, "How dare you!" And fire everywhere. Mm. Can't and contain fire. It's a really interesting character that I would love to flesh out a bit more and do a, a bit of character study on. Yeah. And so I think that that's maybe where the where the hook is is that your players have to track down these people that did it before because they have no concept of how to mm. avoid this person mm. who's entirely immune to fire and uh, nuclear. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And okay. Guess, and I guess the only hint you could have to that is like it's off, often a thing I've noticed with like traumatized people and stuff. Where it's like when they get really worked up and defensive, it's almost like they relive the original event. Yeah. So they would. Yeah, yeah. So as you get them more and more upset, they would call you by the name of the person who trapped them originally. So suddenly you've got a name after they've vanished. <laughs> yeah, and you've got this historical, yeah, um, thing to find. And you yeah. can go back to the cave. Yeah, yeah true. Yeah, yeah, you can go back to where they were imprisoned. Mm-hmm. All right. So that is Peleus Flintstep. It is Melvin the Doomsayer. Yep. And the Elemental Shipbuilder's Kit. All right. Well, that 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 is another episode done and dusted. If you want to use any of those hooks in your game, please feel free to. Uh, as always, we are produced under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Notaries 4.0 International License. That means that you're free to share and redistribute the material in any medium or format if you give the appropriate credit, but don't use the material for commercial purposes. Don't remix, transform, or build upon the material anyway for profit. Just give us some credit. Yeah, we and want to know would, what you've done. And we would love to hear how you use these in your game. There, I could use any three of these in a game and I probably will so uh, fair warning to those of you listening who I play in games with (laughs) Uh, (laughs) 
Thank you very much, Tully. So we can find you on Dungeon Deep Dive. Is that yes, correct? every Wednesday we drop a new episode exploring different elements of fantasy worlds. So we've already uh, talked a little bit about our divination episode, and I accidentally mentioned the libraries episode. Um, I'm not sure how many episodes uh, are coming out in future between recording and this, release. This will definitely be released after your libraries episode. Fantastic. Well, you may even catch a couple of extras on top of that. Okay, thank you once again, Jack. Uh, thank you again for having me. It was a lot of fun. You're welcome. Back anytime you wish. Yes, I did it, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> and Matthew's here as well. I am here as well. Old Maddie from Delicious Word Sandwich, where if you go there, you'll find some more ludicrous old Maddie adventures, and I get into many a pickle and sometimes read a book. <laughs> and tell you about the book. And tell you about <laughs> yeah, the book. That's, that's, that's the, the majority of it. Okay, well, thank you very much for joining us again. We'll be back same time next week with more plot hooks. Until then, keep playing games, everyone. Goodbye. Bye. Farewell. See ya. Good morrow, mine kiotis. Tis I, your once and future pal, Old Matty. Through fortuitous wheeling and or dealing, Old Matty bamboozled, hoodwinked, and duped himself in official That's Not Canon Productions podcast. Delicious Word Sandwich. The only podcast that transforms literary readables into scrumptious edibles. And the only literature podcast ever made, probably. Get a questionable recipe and an impeccable book breakdown all in one. By the month as Old Matty reviews a New Yorker short story, shares some advice from the almighty titan and Old Matty's idol, Ernest Hemingway, then finally transforms every element of classic novels into ingredients. Example? Marvel as I turn the Maltese Falcon's cynical characters into smoky bitter cheese and its hard-boiled plot into an egg. Shell included! All the while, Delicious Word Sandwich chronicles old Maddie's madcap misadventures in which he conquers death. So be sure to catch Delicious Word Sandwich on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, and in your demonically possessed spaghetti. Until then, farewell, my kiotis. Uh, that's not kind of productions podcast. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 